Good afternoon and welcome to another episode of F and I'm doing a podcast. Uh, this is Curtis Wakanda's variant MC grief counselor. And uh, a serious question popped up in my head that I'm going to share with you on this uh, echo chamber. Has the or is the movie going blockbuster experience? Now, when I say blockbuster, I don't mean blockbuster video. Parents, tell your kids what that is. Um, I mean, the great time of the 80s. Where, excuse me, where the movie-going experience was different. It was a whole different way of life for some. Uh, It had a lot of weight to all of us. Even as a humble teenager, it had its moments. Um, but the question that I have here is, has the mo- is the movie experience dead? Let's just get to the point. Uh, bury the lead, if you will. Is the movie experience dead? And uh, I'm not blaming streaming because the pandemic... Uh, Streaming services flourished because of it. It was necessary. It still is necessary, by the way. I I have a handful of streaming services that I follow. I cut the cord two years before the uh, pandemic happened. And I haven't been to the movie theater since 2019. Well... 2018 the last horror film that I watched was Halloween uh, the Halloween uh, begins if you will or the Halloween 2018 film that was the last time I was in the theater I'm trying to think maybe I maybe I went to the theater earlier than that uh, no 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 Oh my god. The last film that I saw was The Last Jedi. Fuck hell. But uh, anyway, off of that bullshit there, is the movie experience dead? Have we reached the end of the days of going to the movie theater? Like the days of going to the mall? Have we reached that end? I say yes. On a lot of ways. In a lot of ways, especially. Because it's not the same anymore. I know I haven't gone to a movie theater since The Last Jedi. I'm going to probably retcon that and just say Halloween. I had a better experience. But. It's different now. If you've gone to the movie theater now... And compare it to how it was before. Compare it to how it was uh, if you're as old as I am. Compare it to how it was in 1985. That year is important for a lot of reasons. 1985, 84 basically gave us 
in 83, fuck, the whole entire decade of the 80s, gave us moments that forever will be ingrained in a lot of us 40 to 50 year old people, especially. Would, would, would a movie like Risky Business have the same effect now? Or would it be canceled the moment the credits rolled? I say yeah. Because, you know, there was a sex scene or a bus. Oh my God. I mean, look at us now. I mean, a movie like Turning Red has everybody clutching their pearls and clutching and saying, we used to be a a polite society. I mean, oh, what will we do? Get over yourself. That's what you do. How dare this movie show how little kids actually feel, or or teenagers or preteens actually feel? We don't want to think that. I know I don't want to think that. But the film was not meant for me. It was meant for seven to up to seven and on up, basically. Cartoons today aren't the same. They're not built to talk kid talk down to kids. They're built to relate to them in some ways. You have your proud family. You have movies like Turning Red. You have movies like... You have TV shows like uh, Elena of Avalor. You have films like Encanto. Encanto, if you will. Geared toward... Kids. Geared toward... Preteens. Yeah, we love the Encanto songs. I know I do. I think the soundtrack is amazing. But it wasn't geared toward us. When I was... Here I go. When I was a kid, my worries were... Counting how many Star Wars figures I had in my case after my cousins visited. My daughter's worries are catching COVID and will we end up in a nuclear war with another, with the, well, will we end up in a world war is what I'm trying to say. Will this bully stop fucking with my daughter? That's the kind of fears that she has she goes to school not to get on a rant but she goes to school and she wants to be able to learn and meet friends and educate herself but instead against all that she has to deal with 
a seven-year-old bully who traumatizes her and her friends, whose parents apparently didn't teach him manners or any fucking thing. So he gets to give her hell. He gets to make her feel bad about herself. He gets to live rent-free in her fucking head while he gets to enjoy whatever. Now, don't get me wrong. This kid, going off the topic here, but this kid is probably getting his ass beat every fucking day and he's just channeling what's happening. I mean, let's not fault him fault the kid entirely let's fault the parents because this is where it really lies whatever he is doing he is channeling from whatever his sadistic as fuck parents are saying for all I know his parents are the mom and pop of a church somewhere and behind closed doors they're acting like a bunch of sadistic motherfuckers with this kid but that's for another episode and it's being dealt with right now just to say spoiler alert I'm probably going to have an episode where I talk about the police coming to the school because the kid touched my daughter and she called us and we called the police because that's what we told the school. A restraining order will be filed. So stay tuned for that episode. The conclusion of that is going to be a doozy, I'm sure. But the movie theater going experience. Let's jump on that track real quick. I know it was bumpy, but here we are back on track again. The movie going experience. It's changed a lot. It used to be making it to the movie theater to see Avengers Endgame. Which, by the way, that is the last greatest moment before this pandemic started that I've had at the movie theater. I, can, I can't even try to describe it. I probably tried in an episode where I talked about Avengers Endgame. But I, it's hard to describe. But I don't think we can ever capture that movie-going experience. Hollywood thought Dune and The Matrix reloaded or no, Revolutions or whatever the re they're trying to call it. That's another requel. They try to emulate that feeling that the box office that it had, the old, the original had. And they failed in my opinion. It's hard to capture that when you have to deal with People who are who spent the past two years, almost three, going to uh, having the basically their living room be a movie theater. So there's going to be a lot of talking than usual. There's going to be a lot of uncharacteristic attitude when going. We've now become this society that a movie drops on streaming service on Friday. And before the day is over, we have torched it to oblivion. We've thrown it into a lava pit. And then on Monday, we are like reflecting, going, oh my God, that movie really wasn't that bad. But 
I got a lot of likes and clicks for it. That's, that's, that amounts to something, right? We've become that society. We've become literally how people treat TV and movies like they did in Idiocracy. Where Dax Shepard in his chair, burping and grunting what he sees on the TV screen while eating whatever the fuck. We become Dax Shepard's character in Idiocracy. Idiocracy has gone beyond being just a parody. Idiocracy has become sort of a way of life. We haven't got to that point where we've... Oh yeah, well we kind of have. We didn't necessarily vote in a wrestler. But that moment kind of happened. We haven't got to that point Well, well we kind of have. Where we treat natural resources like water and we substitute it for Gatorade to water our plants we kind of got there we haven't got to <sighs> treating our healthcare system like it's a uh, what's the word a vending machine I mean, there's not going to be free COVID tests in a vending machine yet, but we're almost there. We're not giving colonoscopies out and open like a, at a vending machine where you have to either stick this tube in your mouth or in your ass. We haven't got there yet, but we're getting there. Slowly but surely... We're not yet a dystopian society where we're roaming for gas and water. Well, we're not quite there, but the logistics are pretty out there, plain and sea. We're sort of like a dystopian. What's the word? A dystopian great value uh, CW lifetime version of the dystopian society. You know, the cool shit like in Mad Max or Escape from New York. We're more like if you bought dystopian society on Wish. We're like that now. And all we can do is just ride it, ride it out. Me personally, I was hoping we would get the zombies. It would explain a lot. It would fuck up the mentality of the church. A whole hell of a lot. We're not quite there. We're not quite to kaiju levels of creature living in a water or living in the woods type of situation but we might make it there we're not quite don't look up but we're 
real close to Don't Look There. This has been an episode of FNM Doing a Podcast. I'm Curtis, and we will talk again shortly.